Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. So big reminder about tomorrow's show. Tomorrow being Wednesday, we will have President Trump on the show again. I believe it's his fourth time on. Let me give you a quick preview. You want, you want a quick preview? Do you want one? Some of you nodding your head. I don't know. I can't see. I don't have ESP. Quick preview of the questions. Can you see my nose? I think. So recent revelations about the FISA court have indicated they continue to spy on Americans. I'd be interested in President Trump's perspective on that. And I want to ask him on a personal note, if, winking or not, he were to consider running again, would he consider getting out there real early? My suggestion, basically, and naming a VP real early too, double the forces and get out there right after the 2022 election. I also want to ask him what he misses uh, most right now about the presidency and a couple more. I promise you some of the questions I have planned you haven't heard before. Today's show brought to you by ExpressVPN. Protect your online activity from prying eyeballs. Get a VPN today. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show. Let me get right to it. Uh, I want to talk about Maricopa County. Something big going on. The left is panicking. Also, I want to show you some video of a debate on the Second Amendment I had a long time ago that I just remembered the other day that I think you're going to like. It's even better than the 60 Minutes video. Today's show brought to you by ExpressVPN. A few decades ago, private citizens used to be largely that, private. Well, what changed? The internet changed. Think about everything you browsed, searched, watched, tweeted, whatever. Now imagine all of that data being crawled through, collected and aggregated by third parties into a permanent public record, your record. Having your private life exposed for others to see was once something only celebs worried about, but now all of us are public figures. To keep my data private when I go online, I use ExpressVPN and I love it. Did you know there are hundreds of data brokers out there whose sole business is to buy and sell your data? The worst part is they don't have to tell you who they're selling it to or even get your consent. One of these data points is your IP address. Data harvesters use it to uniquely, uniquely identify you and your location. With ExpressVPN, my connection gets rerouted to an encrypted server. My IP address is then masked. Every time I turn ExpressVPN on, I'm given a random IP address shared by other ExpressVPN customers. That makes it difficult for third parties to identify me and steal my data. The best part is it's super easy. No matter what your device are on, phone, laptop, smart TV, all you have to do is tap one button and you get protected. So if you believe your data is your business, secure it today with the number one rated VPN on the market. Go to expressvpn.com slash Bongino and get three months free. That's expressvpn.com slash Bongino. Go today, expressvpn.com slash Bongino. All right, Joe, let's go. Okay, little delayed on the bell, but that's okay. I was ready to go for the Kenny Bell. Don't know if you saw my right on, but the Rush Limbaugh Bell in honor of the great one, Rush Limbaugh, to the rescue there. So don't forget the Trump interview tomorrow. I've got some really great questions for you, but let's get to today's news first. So there is an audit about to happen in Arizona, in Maricopa County, of their 2.1 million ballots in Arizona. I believe it's about two-thirds of the state's ballot total in Arizona. And the Democrats are desperate to stop it. And you should be asking yourself, well, why would they do that? Why would you be so desperate to stop an audit of an election you're convinced you want? What's the big deal? Why not just put all the rumors and stuff to rest and have an audit and let's take an independent look at it and see what happens? Why not do that? John Solomon's Just the News has some decent coverage of this Maricopa County uh, situation here. Trump praises Maricopa County election audit, says Democrats will seek to undermine the effort, which they're seeking to do. They want to stop it. Have you ever asked yourself why would they want to stop it? I know we're not allowed to ask these questions anymore. I ask them anyway. I don't really don't care what people tell me I'm allowed or not allowed to do, as I think I've proven here many times. But we'll continue to talk about the election as long as we see fit, because there are people who have open questions about it. And I think those questions should be answered. Why you wouldn't want a free and fair election and people to put aside all doubts about it is beyond me. But the left, they're freaking out. I want to cover this from a different angle after I play this cut, folks. And you know what? Can I just say it before I play? This? Of course, it's my show. I, I have to say it. If I say I'm going to say it, I'm going to say it. I've been reading a very, very powerful book. 
And I get a lot of emails from people extremely disappointed about what happened in the 2020 election. I get it. I understand. Believe me, I get it. We covered the issue. You can go check out my library of shows. But some, a very limited number, but occasionally I'll get an email from people who just want to give up. It's almost as if they're looking for an excuse to give up. Oh, nothing matters. I'm not voting anymore. I'm not doing anything. I've been reading a book uh, that I've been dying to get to for a long time that I think will disabuse you of that notion right away. There is no giving up. This is a boxing match. This is not a golf game. I can't use that analogy enough. You walk off the golf course during a round of golf, nobody cares. Everybody plays through. The owner of the golf course gets his money. You go home early. That's not the way a boxing match works. You give up in mid-round. The other guy is still punching you. There is no giving up. You're in a boxing match. Giving up is not an option. Now, why are the left freaking out about this? Now, this is good news to get an audit of an election. <laughs> Some people don't want good news. I like good news. This is good news. We'll finally get a look at Maricopa County's ballots, 2.1 million of them, and see what really happened. And if it comports with the election results, fine. Nobody wants elections that are tainted. Fine. That's great. But let's look at it. Rachel Maddow, Moscow Maddow, Russia Rachel is freaking out about this. Two things from this clip from Rachel Maddow. She doesn't want to see the Maricopa County ballots. She doesn't want an audit. She doesn't care if you have questions about it at all. Number one, while watching this, I want to keep these, you to keep these two questions in mind. Why are they so worried, Rachel Maddow and the left, about this uh, election audit in Arizona, number one? And number two, remember Alinsky's rules? Mockery is a powerful weapon. Saul Alinsky's rules for organizers, for leftists, you should be using these rules too. Alinsky's rule about mockery, mockery is a powerful weapon. Notice how the left, specifically Russia, Rachel, Moscow, Maddow, notice how she uses mockery in this piece to try to diminish the seriousness of what's happening. It's very strategic. This is not by accident. Check this out. It's absurd as a concept. It's even more absurd when you try to nut it up in a pithy headline. But there it is uh, in black and white. Cyber ninjas <laughs> hired by Arizona Senate to recount Maricopa County's ballots asks court to keep its procedures secret. Despite a court order to spell out in detail exactly what they're doing, exactly how they are conducting a so-called audit of all of the presidential election ballots in Maricopa County, which is two-thirds of the ballots in that state, more than two million presidential ballots, the uh, QAnon-promoting, stop-the-steal-promoting, uh, conspiracy theorist firm um, hired by Arizona Republicans to run this audit, to go through all the ballots and see what they can find, that firm told an Arizona court this weekend they will not disclose the trade secrets of how exactly they are recounting the ballots from the 2020 election in Arizona or what, in fact, they are doing with those ballots now that they've got their hands on them. What, what, what's, she, what's she so worried about? Notice her use, strategic use of mockery. The firm, Cyber Ninjas. Like you went on promoting. Notice what she tries to do there. Mockery is a powerful weapon. I told you that. Saul Alinsky knew it. Very prominent leftist organizer. Very evil person, but not stupid strategically. Folks, I bring this story up because there has been a lot of bad news since the 2020 election. A lot. Believe me, I see it. I get your emails and I read them. We'll have some viewer comments at the end today of the show. I think you'll like. If you were left this viewer comment, that's quite hilarious. I think you'll get a kick out of it. But I read your emails. We actually had to hire someone because we get so many emails into the uh, uh, account at, the sh at their, our show account that we wanted to make sure we weren't missing a lot. And one of the emails I occasionally get, again, is people just itching for some reason to give up. It's very limited, very limited. And compared to the volume of email we get, about 1%. But people are like, I'm done, I'm done. I've said this before on the show. I don't mean to repeat myself, but it's important. I get this email, I'm done, Dan, I'm done. Everything is, I'm done. We lose the Supreme Court case, they're done. An election's lost, we're done. Uh, something doesn't turn out, we're done. I'm not done, I'm never done. If you want to be done, that's up to you. I don't do done. Done isn't my doing. Done, no done, I don't do done. You want to do done, you do done, I don't do done. Done isn't my thing. And I want to recommend a book to you. 
if you'll allow me. It's Viktor Frankl's book. It's been, many of you have read it already. It's, it's a very, very popular book. It's been around for decades. It's called Man's Search for Meaning. It's Viktor Frankl's story of what everyday life was in the concentration camps in World War II, Nazi Germany, and outside of Germany, too. He talks about what everyday life was like there, to live under the threat of death every day. It's an amazing book. I, I'm near, it's not a hard read. I'm almost done. I picked it up yesterday. I'm about three quarters of the way through. It's not an easy book to read. He doesn't talk about the big, because we know the historical big tale of the extermination um, of millions of lives, Jewish lives under the Nazis. We know that. He talks about what everyday life was like, and it's a really harrowing tale of survival. And there are three takeaways, and I wanted to bring it up in light of the very limited number of people who really sometimes just, I get it, are very upset, but they just want to bail. Lesson number one, I'm saying takeaways from the book so far. You know, Frankel says, you know, what he learned through all this, this torturous life in the concentration camp under the constant threat of death, that life's not really about seeking pleasure. He attacks the Freudian mythology, that it's more about seeking meaning. And one of the things I brought up on this show often, and I will continue to bring up from now until I take my last breath, is you being here, the fight, the fight for things we believe in, core values, liberty, freedom, economic liberty, healthcare liberty, education liberty, things we can go out there and fight for every day matter. It's not about the search for pleasure. There's only so many cars you can buy and homes you can buy. Having been on most ends of the socioeconomic spectrum, from pretty poor to doing pretty okay, I can tell you that, listen, money doesn't buy happiness, but the lack of it can pretty much guarantee you misery. But it definitely doesn't buy you happiness. That, that is not some, it, it is a cliche, but it is very true. Meaning. Meaning buys you happiness. And this fight going on now, whether it's in Maricopa County for the Georgia election laws or elsewhere, this fight matters. Please don't walk away from it, ever. You will find no meaning in walking off and trying to walk out of the boxing ring as the other guy is whooping your butt. There will, there's no meaning in that. And when you read Frankel's tale of never giving up despite... I mean, a torturous existence that's hard to read. I think you'll be inspired to say, all right, things aren't really that bad for us, relatively speaking, to where these people were. Second, critically, we must, must, at all costs, combat totalitarianism. There is a streak on the left right now. I'm not talking about all Democrats, but I am most definitely talking about the radical left that I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, is all in on totalitarianism, all in. The same tactics used by socialists, communists, and fascists are the same tactics being emulated right now by radical leftists in America. Speech suppression, Antifa-like terrorism, BLM-like terrorism, full-blown racism, stigmatizing people because of their skin color with things like identity politics, critical race theory, and white privilege. These are all tactics used by fascist, totalitarian, deadly, torturous regimes in the past to destroy and devalue human life. And it is up to us when you read Frankel's tale in Man's Search for Meaning, when you read his tale, you will say to yourself, you're, you're darn right, we should never, ever, ever quit because if we ever wind up anywhere close to where those people were in that concentration camp, ever, anywhere within even the realm of that, you will say to yourself, I want to use a different word, but you would say to yourself, damn, I really should have fought back sooner. This fight is coming to your door soon. Your kids are being indoctrinated. Your freedoms are being taken away. You're being ordered to do things in strict violation of a free and fair life. This fight cannot be avoided. There is no quit and there is no done. I don't do done, and you shouldn't do done either. 
Finally, one last takeaway from this book, which is really amazing. Frankel talks about the torture of the everyday existence there, how edema swelling in his knees, he couldn't bend his knees from the lack of, I mean, the nutrition, they were given a square of bread uh, a day and some, you know, watery soup. They had no nutrition. They had no vitamins. They didn't even brush their teeth. He talks about the torture of sleeping, you know, nine and 10 people to a couple of wooden planks where they all had to sleep side by side. By the way, no pillows, obviously, or anything like that. So their heads, they would get these crooks in their heads. And how if you woke up in the morning and showed any sign of weakness at all, you would be, air quotes, selected. Selected for what? Selected for death, the gas chamber. So no matter how badly you were in pain, he talks about digging a water tunnel at two degrees Fahrenheit with shoes he couldn't tie shut because his feet were so swollen and icicles building in his shoes, but that he couldn't stop working because if he stopped working, one, he'd freeze to death. He had to generate body. And second, he'd be killed. He talks about how a lot of people just gave up and they quote, ran into the wire or ran into the fence. Apparently there were electric fences surrounding one of the concentration camps he was in. Some men couldn't take it anymore and just ran into the fence and basically electrocuted themselves. Horrible things to read. But when you read about how he got through it and the torture of his everyday existence, the inhumanity of the beatings, you say to yourself, yeah, we've had some setbacks, but it ain't anything like that. Folks, the people coming for your liberty are, are not kidding around. These people are playing for keeps. We have to avoid at all costs any lurch towards totalitarianism or at all costs. You know, if I may, one last story, you know, from the book, he talks about the inhumanity of, of beatings. And you would think he was, be talking about the pain from being beaten but with rifle butts by Nazi soldiers and sticks. But he makes the point in the book clearly that it wasn't the, the blows that hurt him as much. I guess he got used to that, the beatings. He said what bothered him most about constantly being beaten by these absolute life loser zeros, these, these, these murderous thugs, he said was the inhumanity of it and the unfairness of it all. He was a doctor who had done a lot of good in his life and that he would just randomly be beaten by some human piece of garbage for no good reason at all, just for the sheer joy that person got out of it. He said, that's what bothered him most of all. It wasn't the pain. It was the inhumanity of being treated like a beast. It's an amazing book and a reminder for all of us about the dangers of concentrated power in the hands of depraved human beings and why we should always be on the side of liberty and freedom and why we should never, ever, regardless of what happens, back down from the fight because the consequences of losing to a totalitarian elite are just devastating. Whew, that was heavy, folks, but uh, it was, it's, a really, it's a profound book. All right, I'm speaking of our rights, here's what I want to get to next. There was a really, really big story that emerged yesterday out of the Supreme Court regarding a big R, God-given right. We must defend no matter what. You can't avoid this fight anymore. That is the right to self-protection. If you can't protect yourself, which the Second Amendment is enshrined in law, if you can't protect yourself, the life of yourself and the life of your family, all the other rights, ladies and gentlemen, don't mean much, do they? If you can't protect yourself, what is the right to petition your government, to assemble, to speak, to practice your religion? What does any of that mean? None of that means anything if you can't protect yourself and your life is constantly in danger. We have to defend the Second Amendment, and there's huge news out of the Supreme Court I'm going to get to, and I'm going to play some cuts of a debate I had. <laughs> One quick note, Guy's dad apparently watches the show and he's right. 
I say often, I hate playing clips of myself. And then I play clips of myself. So I'm going to not say that anymore because these are clips of me. And But it's worth your time. I promise you. I had totally forgotten about this. It was a debate I had a while ago with a lefty gun grabber. This is like 10 years ago. And the guy left the studio. I thought he was going to cry when he left. It was great. Trust me. Stay tuned. <laughs> and I'm sorry, Guy's dad. You're right. I shouldn't say that because I do play clips of myself. Today's show brought to you by a company I could not have gotten through um, the whole cancer treatment without. I kid you not. Relief band. That's my actual relief band, right? It brings back... Uh, back some memories there. Do you know what? A third of Americans regularly suffer from nausea. That's why I'm excited about our partner relief band. This thing just works, folks. I don't know any other way to say it. I just put that in big caps and read. This thing works. Relief band's the number one FDA-cleared anti-nausea wristband. It's been clinically proven to really quickly relieve and effectively prevent nausea and vomiting associated with motion sickness, anxiety, migraines, hangovers, morning sickness, chemotherapy, and more. The product's 100% drug-free, non-drowsy, and it provides all-natural relief with zero side effects for as long as needed. The technology, which was originally developed 20 years ago in a hospital, over 20 years ago, in hospitals to relieve nausea from patients, but now through Relief Band, it's available to you. Relief Band stimulates a nerve in the wrist. You see that right there using this little uh, sensor right there? The nerve in the wrist that travels to the part of the brain that controls nausea. Then it blocks the signal your brain is sending to your stomach telling you you're sick. It's really that simple. It's the only over-the-counter wearable device that's been used in hospitals and oncology clinics to treat nausea and vomiting. I used it for my chemotherapy. Paula uses it still for her migraines. They make her nauseous. And sure, nausea is never the reason to miss out on life's important moments. Right now, Relief Band has an exclusive offer just for my show the listeners here. If you go to reliefband.com and use promo code Bongino, B-O-N-G-I-N-O, you'll receive 20% off plus free shipping and a no questions asked 30-day money back guarantee. Head to reliefband.com. Use our promo code Bongino for 20% off. It's really easy. Power button and you just turn up or turn it down right there. Can't get any easier. Reliefband.com. Use promo code Bongino for 20% off. All right, so getting back to this here. So what part of shall not be infringed is hard to understand? You know, Clarence Thomas has said it repeatedly. Uh, why is the Second Amendment guaranteeing the right to defend yourself? I'm going to read it here, by the way, for the leftists who seem to have a problem with the English language. I don't know how we have to do this. We have to do it in Pig Latin, a Pig Latin, in Swahili. I'm not sure, like, what part of this is difficult to understand? Amendment 2, Bill of Rights. A well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, comma, the right of the people to keep and bear arms, comma, shall not be infringed. He was kind enough to highlight that portion for us because liberals and um, politicians in black robes pretending to be judges and justices can't seem to read shall not be infringed. You're free to try to overturn the Second Amendment to another constitutional amendment. Good luck with that. It'll never work. Uh, but they don't want to do that. Well, what's the good news? I'm trying to give you some good news today. We got the Maricopa County audit. We got Donald Trump coming on tomorrow. We've got the Supreme Court finally, Wall Street Journal, agreeing to take a big, big Second Amendment case. Finally, finally, only took them forever. Wall Street Journal, gun rights returned to the Supreme Court. The justices might finally stop lower court judges from hollowing out the landmark Heller ruling. So what happened? In the Heller ruling, uh, D.C. versus Heller, it was decided that this Second Amendment uh, decided. It wasn't decided. I don't know why we have to say this decided. Like, all I had to do was read it. It was decided that the Second Amendment is an individual right. Again, if you just read the Constitution, you'd know that. And that commonly available firearms should be available to people who want to purchase them. That's a very simplistic reading of it. Since then, the Ninth Circuit and other judges have decided they were going to hollow that out. So what's the deal with this lawsuit and why does this matter? Well, New York State has decided that shall not be infringed somehow means shall be infringed at all costs. How they read that, I don't know. But New York State, they only wanted to give licenses for, quote, proper cause. You can see from this screenshot uh, from the Wall Street Journal piece. So you needed, in order to exercise your right that shall not be infringed, somehow New York State read in that, let's put infringements on that right. I, I, again, I don't understand it. Maybe if you're a liberal, that makes sense to you. But, you know, 
brain cells, dendrites, and axons are not necessarily your thing all the time. So from the piece, New York State bans carrying a handgun openly. Concealed carrying is allowed with a license. I don't recall seeing that in the Constitution. But to get one, the general public must show, quote, proper cause. It means some special need for self-protection. And living in a high crime area doesn't count, folks. The state makes it virtually impossible for the ordinary law-abiding citizen to obtain a license, said the petitioners in New York State Rifle and Pistol Association versus Corlett. This is difficult to square with the Second Amendment, which, quote, protects the right of the people to keep and bear arms and, quote, shall not be infringed. Let me just throw that in there. It's called the Bill of Rights for a reason, folks. As I said repeatedly on the show and in interviews and in debates with leftists, it's not called the Bill of Needs or the Bill of What the Government Thinks You Need. It's called the Bill of Rights with a big capital R, meaning they are your rights, not the government's. The Bill of Rights is a document of basically negativities, what the government can't do to you shall not be infringed, shall not establish an official religion. Read the Bill of Rights again. Shall not force soldiers to be quartered in your home. It's a document indicating, or portions of a document, that indicate what the government can't do to you. So it's really weird that New York State would read, shall not be infringed, into meaning, let's put a bunch of obstacles and infringements in front of people having the right to protect themselves, even if they live in high crime areas. Listen, I'm out of the predictions game, especially with John Roberts, who is absolutely dreadful on the Supreme Court. But let's hope Amy Amy Coney Barrett and Brett Kavanaugh finally show the constitutional bona fides we need. This case could be huge because if it throws out, throws out some of these requirements, it could reestablish constitutional carry, which was the original intention of the founders, if you clearly read the Second Amendment. Folks, I'm very passionate about the Second Amendment because, as I said before, having spent an entire lifetime with firearms, I have a lot of them. Just picked up another one. Um, I get very upset when people who know nothing about firearms try to debate you on the issue and bring up a bunch of straw men, fairy tales, and lies. That is the entire leftist approach to arguing for gun control, which doesn't even exist. There's no such thing. Straw man, lies, nonsense. That's what they do. So this morning I was thinking about how I was going to put this segment together. And I remembered this debate I had. Oh, let me give you just a quick backstory on this little gem. So there's this guy, Bruce DePoit, a nice enough guy, but, um, you know, he, I, don't, I don't know his politics. I'm assuming he leans left, but I don't know that. He used to invite me down to Virginia on this uh, news station to debate a lot. And I love to do it. So one day he asked me, this is about 10 years ago. I know I look very young. If you want to watch the video, rumble.com slash Bongino, if you like to watch the video here. He shoots me an email and says, do you want to bait, debate this guy, Vinny DeMarco, who is a notorious gun grabber, who doesn't know anything about actual guns, but loves grabbing them from you? I said, yes, I love that. So let me just, for all the people thinking about running for office, starting a blog, a podcast, or if you ever want to go on TV and debate a leftist, can I just give you one tip? The quick backstory, man. I meet with this guy, Vinny DeMarco, right, in the green room before we go out, and he's trying to talk to me. He probably doesn't remember this, but I do. Don't talk to them. Don't make any friends in the green room. Don't do it. Because what these leftists do in the green room, if you ever do media, run for office or anything, is they try to soften you up. Hey, baby. they try to be like your pal. So because they don't know anything. So when you go out there, you'll be nice and cutesy to them. I don't do cutesy time. Cutesy time's not my thing. Big negative on cutesy time. OK, I wouldn't talk to this dude. I think I said, hey, what's up? That was it. Put some headphones in your ear and let him go get his coffee in the green room. Because then when you go out there, it's game time. This was game time. Here's number one. Clip number one from this. Bruce, the host, and this Vinny guy were arguing about how gun control, quote, saves lives. They have no evidence to prove any of this, of course. Matter of fact, gun ownership's gone up and crime and gun crime uh, per capita, everything has gone down. So here's clip number one where I was having about enough of these guys. It was early in the morning when I when I had done that. I had woken up early to get there. Check this out. And I want to emphasize this. Gun owners need not fear that this is going to turn into a gun ban because the Supreme Court said we can't do that. It is a reasonable measure. 
80% of Americans, of Marylanders, including 64% of Republicans, support this fingerprint-based licensing, the legislature should enact it. Reasonable? Uh, no. If Vinny uses a common tactic, again, we're going to save lives. You know, Vinny can't guarantee me anything, I assure you. The only thing Vinny can guarantee me is that criminals don't care about what Vinny says about gun laws. Now, law-abiding citizens, which is what uh, Vinny, with the law he's supporting, which is 281, SB 281 in Maryland, that will affect law-abiding gun owners. And there is an assault weapons ban written in there. That is absolutely not accurate. There is a long list of weapons yes. that, by the way, I don't know, Vinny, have you ever been on the street and used weapons, fired weapons? I was a police officer in the Secret Service aid. Do you realize that a lot of these weapons are just banned because they're really scary looking? They're not based on any ballistic capability of the actual round. There is no science in this at all. Do you take issue with the phrase assault weapon? Go after these people at all costs. Again, I'm really sorry. Cutesy time's over. I don't do done. I'm like, oh, well, listen, we'll just give, I'm just going to dial this one in. We lost. I'm back. I'm never stopping ever, ever, ever. Do not be nice to these people. You don't have to be rude, but nicey cutesy time is over. You're trying to take away my right to defend myself and my family, and you want to have coffee clutches in the green room? Hey, let's have a cup of coffee and make a good. No, no, no. This, I'm sorry, folks. This isn't like a 1980s WWF wrestling here. This isn't an act for me. This is real. And it's not an act for you either. Go after them every single time in debates, every time. Don't let them get away with anything. Now, that's cut one. I bring up cut one because Vinny there quickly realized he was in a little bit of trouble. I think he thought I was a moron, which is okay. You're allowed to think that. It is a free, I'm not a totalitarian like the leftists. I'm not going to track you down for thinking that or ban you from YouTube like YouTube does. I'm sure we'll be banned from the Trump interview, by the way, tomorrow too from YouTube. Don't worry. It works right into our marketing plan at Rumble. Just go watch it on Rumble. Don't you worry. Here's clip number two from this, where Vinny Jenna and the host, they try to get away with the old high capacity magazines when they really meet standard capacity magazines line. And they try to get away with the correlation myth. What is the correlation myth? That if two variables move at the same time, that means one caused the other. Uh, correlation does not mean causation, folks. I wasn't going to have any of that from Vinny. Check this one out. Chief Lanier, who is here every month, says basically what Vinny just said, that if we restrict the magazines, then when you have someone who's deranged or evil and they're going to spray the town square with whatever weapon they have, they, they're going to have to stop and reload at some point, And there's an opportunity to, they re are? to reduce. Are you sure? So they're going to use a 10-round magazine, not the hundreds of millions of 30-round magazines that are out there. You know who's going to use the 10-round magazine? The good guy who abides by the law. This is absurd. You, you guys talk about this as if criminals actually care what you think. I was on the street for 17 years. Vinny points out selectively correlational data he knows I could point out as well. Brazil has the toughest gun control laws in the world. They also have assassinations on the street. Have you ever seen someone shot? Yeah, I have. We're talking These about are, the United States. No, We're well, talking about comparing to the United States. You're cherry-picking data. No, because uh, correlation does not equal causation. If you take a statistics course, you realize that. Just because data are core, you know, people get a lot more colds in the winter. It's not because it's, it's cold. State it's state from New Jersey. <laughs> don't, don't let them get away with anything. High capacity magazine. You mean standard capacity magazines? You mean the tens or twenties or hundreds of millions of magazines out there now? The criminals are going to stick with the 10 rounders, right? The 10 rounders you demanded in California. While the, you, you really believe that? Like who told you that? What did you, did you read that? Did you read that in some fairy tale book? Did you read that in some children's book by written by Vinny? Like, who exactly told you that? Have you ever been on the street? Criminals don't care about your magazine restrictions. <laughs> These peace suckers will fall for anything. They will fall for anything. Don't let them get away with anything. No cutesy time. I don't do done. Forget done. I don't do done this. And you shouldn't do done either. Every single time. Stop them immediately. No straw man lie, fairy tale or myth. None of, stop them right away. Here's the third one. It's two more. They're quick, I promise you. But they, they, I, 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 I just find it amusing because, again, there's going to be a big case now. You're going to see the Second Amendment back in the news with this case. And all of this stuff's going to keep coming up during the Biden presidency. Gun control, 
high capacity magazines, correlation myths. Here was just an interesting one where the host, um, <laughs> this one's fascinating because when they can't win an argument, they typically bring up things that they know very little about with using buzz terms. You'll see what I mean after you watch this clip. Check out when you see the buzz term right in the beginning about the uh, uh, bullets. Check this out. As a former law enforcement person, as a Secret Service person pr prior, uh, would you not support a ban on the so-called cop killer bullets? Or are they mislabeled? Which, what are you talking about? Hollow point rounds? Well, what makes them any more dangerous than full metal jacket rounds? I mean, again, this is, this is not based on science. It's but cop, who's going to say no to cop killer bullets? That's, what are you, are you talking about? The grain? Are you talking about the jacket? The, the answer is you probably don't know. And either does the person who put the label cop killer bullets on. Who is going to say no to that? <laughs> do you support cop killer bullets? Who's going to say yes to that? They do this all the time. Do you support weapons of war on the street? Weapons of war. What do you stop again? Time out. Hold on. Red flag. There's laundry on the field, folks. Laundry on the field. Holding. What is this? Holding 10 yards or 15 yards. I always get it wrong. Offense. Don't, don't let them do play the rhetorical tricks. Do you support cop killer bullets? What are you talking about? Please describe to me what you mean. Do you support weapons of war? Please describe what a weapon of war is, please. Uh, I'll give Bruce some credit. He says, or are they fairly mislabeled? Yes, you just mislabeled them. You just did that. All right, last one and we'll move on. Because the second biggest story of the day is an important one too. And it's going to affect the next presidential election. Hugely. Use the Donald Trump term. Huge. Huge. Last one. The gun show loophole. Here, check this one out. How do we keep them from getting weapons at, at gun shows and through private sales? Well, there is no gun show loophole. Vinny's not telling you the truth. There are there is a exemption for private sales. Most sales at gun shows through regulated dealers by law, there has to be a NICS background check. So that's actually not true. The gun show loophole is another rhetorical device to get you to believe that people can go to a gun show, buy from a licensed dealer without a background check. It's not right. Um, secondly, do you guys believe in liberty or not? I mean, how many lists do you want to be on? The government now has to license me, a law-abiding citizen of the United States of America who just wants to protect my family. I really don't have any personal interest in guns, Bruce. Why do I, what am I, a sex offender? Why do I have to be on your list? What do you know that I don't know as a bureaucrat? I'm not going on your list. I'm not interested in your list, and I'm not interested in your opinion on how I should protect myself and my two daughters. I'm not going on your damn lists. Ever. We opened up the show today talking about the dangers of things like lists. Unfettered, uncontrolled government power. We're not doing that. But thanks for playing. You want to put me on your background check list? You want to put a little list together? We're already background checked. I'm not going on your lists. You believe in liberty or not? If you want to watch that whole, that's a 15-minute debate. Yeah, hat tip, Right Scoop, by the way. I have the link to the Right Scoop story. They found that at the time. I, I, I've, Candidly, I had forgotten about that debate. But the Right Scoop uh, link with the entire video is in my newsletter today. If you want to watch the whole 15 minutes. There's a couple other gems in there, but in the interest of time, um, I had to cut them out. Bongino.com slash newsletter is how you get on my newsletter. And the link will be right in there. All right. Today's show brought to you by Omaha Steaks. Mother's Day is almost here. And it's about spending quality time with the moms we love. Plan ahead and send mom exactly what she craves this year. Mouthwatering. Let's go grill package for delicious Omaha Steaks. How do you get this great deal? Go to omahasteaks.com. Enter keyword Bongino in the search bar to save over 45%. Plus, you'll get the tasty bonus of 12 that's one, two, 12 ultra juicy Omaha steaks, burgers free. It's almost four pounds of free burgers. They're delicious folks, straight up. <laughs> They're just amazing burgers. The to top it off should also get $20 off our first order. The let's go grill package includes four butcher cut filet mignons, four boneless pork chops, one pound of chicken breast, four kielbasa sausages, and so much more. I almost ate the microphone there again. Ugh. Yuck. 
I don't like eating the microphone. Doesn't taste anything like delicious Omaha steaks. Here's to warmer days filled with fun family memories featuring the best steak of your life. For a limited time only, go to omahasteaks.com and use the code Bongino in the search bar. That's important. And give your mom something she'll love. Plus, get 12 free Omaha Steaks burgers and $20 off checkout in your first order. Folks, you will not be disappointed. Their food is absolutely spectacular. You're not going to find better food for the price. You're just not. That's omahasteaks.com. Use keyword Bongino. Have a feast. Omahasteaks.com. Keyword Bongino in the search bar. All right, back to the show. Back to the show. The second biggest story. Yesterday was a huge news day, and I have to get through it. We have Maricopa. We have the Second Amendment Supreme Court case. Also... The census reapportionment committee. You're like, what the hell is that? This doesn't sound like an exciting story. Oh, believe me, it is. I picked an article from Kyle Kondik at the UVA Center for Politics. Um, I put it in the newsletter again. It's an interesting piece. They're not necessarily the MAGA crowd over there, if you know what I mean, but their pieces are really informative. Census reapportionment. The seat trade-offs likelier to benefit Republicans. So what happened? Well, we just wrapped up our, uh, our, our uh, census account we conduct every 10 years. And because many states have lost population and many states have gained population, their representation in Congress changes. There's going to be two huge takeaways from this. The representation representation in Congress is about to change like Nowski, like right now. So here's the map from the uh, Center for Politics piece. You can read the piece and look at it yourself. Here are the states gaining and the states losing House seats in the 2020 apportionment. You'll notice again, there are going to be two takeaways here. I don't want you to forget. Texas is gaining two seats. The great state of Florida, my beautiful home, the sunshine state where we actually like freedom and liberty. We're gaining a seat. North Carolina is gaining a seat. Colorado, uh, Montana, and Oregon. Uh, Who's losing seats? You may notice a little pattern here, folks. Maybe, just maybe. California is losing a seat. New York's losing a seat. Illinois is losing a seat. Michigan's losing a seat. Pennsylvania's losing a seat. Ohio and West Virginia. Outside of West Virginia and Ohio and possibly Pennsylvania, you'll notice a pattern there that the biggest liberal states, Illinois, Chicago, and California, excuse me, Illinois, uh, New York, and California. Had a Chicago story in my head there. You'll notice that those are the bastions of liberalism. I mean the Wizard of Oz of liberalism. You're off to see the wizard where you're the golden brick road leads right to California if you're hunting for liberalism. If liberalism is so great, yet you're having mass illegal immigration into California and other liberal states because they get benefits and rights that they don't get in other places, or little r rights because they're not actually, they're just making this stuff up, right? They're getting mass influxes of illegal immigrants. And yet these states are still losing congressional representatives to places like Texas and Florida as people exit these states. So I ask you again, as I asked in that parlor post yesterday, which we got an answer from in the viewer comments, I'll play at the end of the show. If liberalism is so great and socialism is so great, then why are people just dying to get away from it? So takeaway number one is, because you can never avoid a question, Do you liberals see a pattern here where liberals get to enact their ideas with almost no resistance at all? New York and California, where they have a supermajority, people are itching to get away from you losers because people can't stand liberals. And states that actually respect freedom, the Second Amendment, and other things because they believe in actual liberty. Do you believe in liberty or not? Texas and Florida are adding people by the millions every 10 years. The millions. The millions. Montana as well. Of course you don't see a pattern here, liberals, because you don't want to see a pattern. You'll have some excuse, I'm sure. People leave California for all kinds of reasons. Uh, yeah. Straw man argument. Again, they do. Which is interesting because when you ask them one of the reasons, usually the first or second reason is because of you idiots and your high taxes and anti-business environment. That's called a survey. You may want to try it sometime. People leave for all kinds of reasons. Yes, 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 they do. 
You may want to look at the reasons when you actually ask those people. But I get it. You know, research, facts, data, not your thing. I totally understand. Takeaway number two, this is going to have some serious ramifications for the next presidential election. Folks, we are a very divided country. I think that's obvious. You have one side believes in liberty and one side just doesn't. They're all in on totalitarianism now, the far left. I think presidential elections in the very near future are going to be decided just like the last one was by a sliver, hence the recount in Maricopa or the audit, excuse me, in Maricopa County in Arizona. If they are decided by a sliver, and Texas now, because they have two more congressional representatives, they get two more electoral votes too. So does Florida. Montana gets one more. So does North Carolina. So, ladies and gentlemen, if we were to clean up in Texas, Florida, and North Carolina, you're now going to have four more electoral votes between those three states. Texas got two more reps. Florida got one. North Carolina got one. The exact same popular vote victory within those states now gives you four more electoral votes. See what happens in the next election there. Could be interesting. All right, let me get to my last sponsor. And on the other side of this, please, please don't go anywhere. I don't like unnecessary teases. You know, I didn't do it to you yesterday with the special announcement. I told you it was a Trump thing right at the beginning of the show. But I'm really, I'm serious. The videos I'm about to play on the other side of this break are must-sees. The videos I'm about to play are for LeBron James, Geraldo, and Juan Williams at Fox, who seem to know more about police use of force incidents and firearms um, than anyone else out there because they opine about it so confidently, you know, the Dunning-Kruger effect. I'm going to play a few videos here. It's actually the same video from two different angles about why police officers don't use tasers in deadly force scenarios and have to respond with deadly force themselves. These are not easy videos to watch. It's from an incident in 2020. But you should really check them out. All right, let me get to my last sponsor here. Uh, I appreciate these sponsors spending their time with you and on the show. With a teeter inversion table, you use gravity in your own body weight to decompress your spine and relieve pressure on your discs and surrounding nerves. Decompressing on a teeter inversion table like I do sorry, for a few minutes a day is a great addition to anyone's daily routine to maintain a healthy spine and active lifestyle without the pain. Listen, I have back pain. I've had back surgery before. It really stinks. I use this twice a day. But even if you've been lucky enough to avoid back pain... Try the teeter inversion table, invert every day, and keep your back and joints feeling great, supple, and healthy. Listen, it doesn't only benefit my spine. It's good for my shoulders, which are pretty severely arthritic. I need—I just let them hang, open up. I, I need it. This is the best inversion table on the market. I've done my homework on it. Over 3 million people have put their trust in teeter. They're the best known name in inversion tables since way back in 1981. For show listeners only today. You can get the latest Teeter Fit Spine Inversion Table with bonus accessories, Stretch Max handles to help you really stretch out, and an easy-reach ankle system for $100 off. Teeter Inversion Tables have thousands of reviews with a 4.7-star rating. With this exclusive deal, you'll get $100 off when you go to teeter.com slash Dan. You'll also get free shipping, 60-day money-back guarantee, and easy financing options with a firm. So now's the time for you to try it out. Remember, you can only get the Teeter Fit Spine Inversion Table for $100 off plus free shipping when you go to teeter.com slash Dan. That's T-E-E-T-E-R.com slash Dan. Check it out. I'd be lost without this. I'd probably be walking around with a big limp right now. Okay, so the war on police continues, and the war on police continues because we are living in a cesspool of stupidity. People who comment on police tactics and policing who have no experience in policing, no experience in tactics, and that's okay. That's okay. I mean, you don't have to have been a police officer to comment on policing. You don't. It Police have a monopolistic right to use the use of force given to them by the government. It's very important that we look at use of force instances, that we analyze what happened, that if necessary and there's police misconduct, we go after it aggressively. That is a must. As my dad used to say, it's a must. We have to do it. My problem with people who comment on policing, the use of firearms in policing, the use of deadly force in policing, 
without actually doing any homework, is you contribute to the war on police to this day by insisting you know more than the actual cop does without actually making an effort to know anything, no less to know more. No less to know you like how that worked. So I want to show you this video. This is for Geraldo, LeBron James, and Juan Williams. You should see this video. And maybe it'll make sense now when you say, you know, in an incident involving deadly force, like the incident in Ohio, where there was a knife involved and a potential stabbing. And LeBron decided to go after the cop that had to use deadly force. Here's why police officers are trained to use deadly force against a knife and not to use foul language or non-deadly force or non-lethal options like a taser. This incident happened in 2020. This is a female police sergeant responding to a scene. You're going to see first the view from the side. Then you're going to see the view from the police officer's perspective, the sergeant. This man uh, apparently had just tried to stab someone or stab someone in a park. This is somewhere around Chicago. Female sergeant responds. A taser's deployed. Watch what happens next. Put your hands up. Put your hands up. Okay. Disturbing, right? I know these are hard to watch. I'm sorry, but we need to see them. Now I want you to see the video from the female sergeant's perspective as this knife-wielding, rather large human being who's just been tased, didn't seem to bother him much at all, charges at her. And I stopped it at a very specific point for a reason. Maybe Geraldo, LeBron, and Juan should share with us their tactical expertise, what they would do in this situation. Check this out. You stick out that knife? Yep. Oh. Taser! Put the oh. knife down! Oh. Drop the knife! Drop it! I'm waiting for a comment from LeBron. I'm sure he'll give us his expertise. Maybe he'll tell us uh, she should have, uh, you know, went for a layup. Maybe shot a three-pointer instead. Maybe he can contribute some of his expertise on this. By the way, if you think that's the only incident where a non-lethal option like a taser has failed to stop a subject, I'm sorry, you're an idiot because you just don't do any homework. All you have to do is put it in a search engine. You can look at videos like that all over the place. Tasers are non-lethal control options. They are not designed to control against a subject with a knife getting ready to potentially kill you and stab you to death. Now, when you opine on these subjects without taking just five minutes to do an internet search to figure it out yourself, what actually happens when tasers fail and people could, by the way, the female sergeant was okay. Uh, the man the, stabbed her in the vest, apparently, and I don't, didn't, I don't think it penetrated, but obviously a frightening scene. Please watch the video, by the way, rumble.com slash Bongino. You can hear it, uh, most of it. Um, again, I'm sorry for audio only folks, but if you hear the screaming, you get the point. But when we contribute to this war on police and we degrade the police and treat them like idiots and treat them like uh, murderers hunting down black men and women in the street maliciously with uh, racist intent every time, obviously a leftist uh, hate-filled fairy tale, this is the kind of thing that happens. Here's another video from the NYPD. It's a detective investigating some broken window. Looks like it's in Manhattan. Guy just comes up on the side, wraps the guy with a stick, cuts open his ear, and uh, doesn't seem to think much of it. Check this out. Yeah, guy with the orange hoodie on just wraps the guy right off the head with a stick, opens his ear up. You can hear that guy honking the horn back there. And then he just runs away. Luckily, he was caught and will be prosecuted. But that's the kind of thing hap that happens when we uh, 
go out on the air and spout our nonsense about police officers recklessly shooting and killing and murdering black people with racist intent when you have no idea about use of force and what actually goes on in policing every day. It's what happens when you parrot the Black Lives Matter propaganda. You know, the Marxists, you know, socialist socialism, it's inherently racist. Marxist, communist, socialist countries throughout the world have always discriminated against minorities. They're racist and xenophobic. Well, one of the founders of Black Lives Matter is a self-declared Marxist, which means she's a racist, too. Uh, but that's what uh, that's what happens when you follow BLM nonsense and you put this crap out there. BLM, which could also mean by large mansions. Uh, hat tip the Internet where I saw that one by large mansions. I thought it meant Black Lives Matter. <laughs> Shame on you. Here is a uh, cornucopia of headlines from the Daily Caller. One of these stories I'll put in the newsletter today for you to check out about by large mansions, otherwise known as uh, Black Lives Matter. While they parrot anti-cop propaganda, this is turning into one of the legendary grifts in human history. Headline number one, BLM's co-founder jail reform group dropped 26,000 at a luxury Malibu beach resort. That doesn't sound very communist to me. That doesn't sound, that maybe not buy in large mansions, but I don't know what that had to do with black lives. You needed a luxury Malibu beach resort? Not really sure. Headline number two, BLM's national arm gave little to local chapters while reaping millions. Local BLM chapters alleged statement at, uh, you know, Marxist, communism, BLM, Marxist, to each according to his uh, uh, needs, from each according to his abilities. That doesn't seem to comport with that. Here's headline number three. Black Lives Matter page owner allegedly used 450K in donations for personal use, FBI says. Buy those large mansions. Buy them. And here's another gem. Top BLM activist demands investigation following co-founders multi-million dollar real estate buying spree. Buy those large mansions, folks. And you, <laughs> you thought this was about black lives. What an idiot. You're really that stupid? <laughs> what a moron. Remember, Marxism is never for the Marxist. Ever. But listen, wokeness really pays off. It's quite a grift. The head wokeitarians are laughing at you everywhere. As the buy large mansions BLM crowd buys their mansions, stays in Malibu, disappears with 450K, doesn't distribute any money to actual street activists who may actually believe, you know, in BLM's agenda. They may actually believe that. You got suckered, folks. Sorry. But wokeness really pays for the chief wokeitarians. While everyone else is laughing at you idiots for getting fleeced. How are we laughing? Another gem Daily Caller story be in my newsletter today. The TV ratings for the Oscars hit an all-time record low. <laughs> hold on, hold on, wait. Some dude sent me this in the mail. It is not the highest end sound effects ever. I get it, but I think there's a laugh one in here somewhere. Hold on, is this it? No, no. Yeah, 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 that's it. Uh, High-end sound effects on the Dan Bongino show. Everybody's laughing at you idiots as you get played for morons. BLM, we're Marxist organizers. You have three mansions. I didn't mean me being a Marxist. I meant you idiots. I meant from each according to your wallets into my wallet. Hollywood people. Everybody loves this wokeness stuff. It's so great. Let's go on the Oscars and bash Trump and crap on the police. Yeah, nobody watched. See all, you know, tree falls in the woods thingy. The Oscars used to have 23 million viewers last year. They had 9 million this year. Used to be the second most watched TV event in the country behind the Super Bowl. Now it's competing with tidy bowl ads on the East Tuna Fish Cable Open Access Network. Because nobody gives a crap about you Hollywood wokeitarians because you're suckers and grifters and losers and you don't actually know anything. I'll stick with the people who work for a living like the cops. Thanks. All right, folks, I wanted to get to this John Kerry story and the liberal viewer comments. Um, but I'm going to have to get to that tomorrow because it's going to take some time. It's pretty funny stuff, but uh, I'm running out of time. I, 
I really enjoyed the topics today, so I talk a little long. Please subscribe to my Rumble channel, rumble.com slash Bongino. And if I may, again, my radio show nationally starts May 24th. Please call, email, contact your local radio stations, ask them uh, if they're going to air the show. That's how we get the show on the air. We're adding affiliates like crazy. And again, tomorrow's show, we'll have the Trump interview in the regular show. It's not going to be a special show. I will title it Interview with President Trump to keep it easy, but don't miss it. It's going to be worth your time. See you tomorrow. You just heard Dan Bongino.